And so we hear that good news sung, and now we hear that good news read and announced before us from the Gospel of Luke in chapter 1. And as you're able, I invite you to stand for the reading of the Gospel. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will receive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her, who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. This is the gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. What we've heard sung and read before us in both lessons today is a message from the Lord coming to us many millennials past. A plan that God has patiently waited and prepared for us with his purpose. Of course, we get annoyed on a week like this when it takes four days instead of two for our Amazon package to be delivered, right? And in some places, in some markets, I understand the packages come within an hour. And we want our messages and our information from others, like text messages, to come quickly. And if someone doesn't respond to us within just a few short minutes, we start to wonder if something's wrong. And, of course, we want our news and our information and we want all of this to come to us quickly. And yet God is patient. Patient with us to call us. Of course, He wants us to come to Him quickly, but He has been patient from the creation of the world. And each of the Gospel readings that we have heard in these Advent weeks, Luke, John, 
Mark. We learn that this plan has been long in coming. And here again in the prophet Samuel, we hear a message that came to the world a thousand years before Christ. And the angel Gabriel first announced this promise by name, and it's not very often angels are named in the Bible. 500 years before Christ in the book of Daniel. And today we remember what has been announced and has taken place 2,000 years ago for us. God's patience to draw his people to himself is great. His plan is detailed and enacted. And his purpose for all of us still impacts us yet today. And so, friends, as we remember what God is doing among us, He is bringing His peace. And He has done so with patience, with a plan, and with purpose. Bernard of Chavot uh, speaks of three miracles in Mary's life that we heard read for us today. Luther calls it three as well, although one more important in his mind than others. First, that she was a virgin, and yet she gave birth. The second was that the baby born wasn't only a human, but was God. And third, that she trusted the angel's Message And as Luther will discuss it, these three miracles that we call the virgin birth, you know, the virgin birth, Luther will say, was just a mere trifle for the Lord. But most amazing is that Mary believed the word Gabriel spoke to her. And my prayer for us today as we consider this peace from the Lord is that we would believe the word that God is speaking to us today. Let's first remember that Jesus is patient. He's patient with us through history from the fall of humanity until now, He reveals His Word to us and His promise of love and peace. And it's described for us throughout history. We see God's work in the prophets. But God is even patient with us in the midst of history with our questions and our doubts. I mean, Mary asks, as one scholar put it, the biological question. How can this be? And God's messenger, Gabriel, doesn't chastise her. God is patient and grace-filled with our questions 
every step of the way, whatever questions you may have today, God is patient and loving, and he reveals them to us. Not only does he proclaim it in his word and prove it through history, but he even, to Mary, he gives her evidence for what he's about to do in her. By telling her that the barren cousin Elizabeth is six months pregnant. And even goes into detail on how he will do it by his presence, by his word. God will overshadow her. This is an important word in the text. In Hebrew, it's God's Shekinah glory. It's a reference, once again, to his plan long ago of that same cloud that overshadowed his people when they were walking in the wilderness. God answered her questions patiently through Gabriel. God continues to answer the questions that you and I have as we come to His Word, as we come to Him in prayer. He is patient. But He's also calling us to respond as Mary did. And He does so because He has a plan. And that plan, like Luke reminds us, is detailed and in motion for us today. These are some notes from scholar Arthur Just, and he scribbled there on the right hand of uh, this note page and presentation that he gave on the text, a little math for us this morning. He noted that Elizabeth, who had been married six, or excuse me, Elizabeth, who had been pregnant for six uh, months, that the Jews would have recognized that a month, 30 days, then would be 180 days. And that there was nine months of pregnancy ahead for Mary, 270 days. And then 40 days after that, After the birth, Jesus would be presented at the temple, totaling 490 days, or 7 times 70. This was the time, as the prophet Daniel foretold, in 70 weeks of sevens, that salvation would come. From the conception of John the Baptist, Tell Jesus, we are in the time of salvation. And just in case Mary didn't fully catch that plan, she tells us that his name shall be Jesus, which Matthew reminds us, and we know means Yahweh saves. This is the time of salvation. And he will be a king in the lineage of David. Verses 30 to 33 clearly reference that Old Testament prophecy that we heard Chris read for us today in 2 Samuel. 
It's Yahweh that saves. In the line of David. This is the time of salvation. This is the plan that had been foretold. And it's happening now. And that reminds us that Jesus, therefore, as He did for Mary, He does for us. He gives us purpose. God pronounces His promise and it gives us purpose and a mission. Mary was destined to live prior to this pronouncement and this patient plan of the Lord an unknown life in an unknown town. In fact, she was marrying a poor family. It was likely that she would not have been remembered 2,000 years later had God not had a plan. Nazareth itself would most likely not even be remembered 2,000 years later either. In fact, some critics of the Bible up until 1962 thought that Nazareth maybe never even existed. That's how small it was. And for the Messiah to come from the Galilee, a region of Israel uh, known for lowliness, also totally unexpected. And yet, God's plan was being fulfilled. By the way, why did I say 1962? Because in 1962, Archaeologists found evidence in the uh, what was then uh, in Jesus' time, Caesarea Maritima, the capital for uh, the Roman leadership, found pre-Christian evidence for the town from uh, archaeological evidence of Nazareth. Turns out the Bible was right all along. More evidence is thus been found since then. But Jesus gives purpose. Why do I spend so much time talking about His purpose in just a regular common life in a common small town? Because we sometimes think, well, how can God have purpose in these ordinary aspects of my life? And yet, He did it And he's done it, and we can read it throughout the testimony of Scripture, even in the line of David, the unexpected son chosen to be king. God does this, and he's doing it now. Jesus is patient with you. Jesus has a plan, and Jesus gives us purpose because he has come to save and that gives us peace and a calling. Have we therefore taken the moment to receive this and totally believe it and respond amazingly like Mary? Let it be to me as according to your word. Have you ever said that to God? Well, I know you've prayed it because you've prayed the Lord's Prayer, many of you, uh, with us in worship week after week. 
And that's what we pray when we pray, your will be done, your kingdom come. God's plan and purpose has arrived. It wasn't Mary's response that made it happen. It was God's action, God's word that brings about peace. Now the plan might be longer or more challenging than you expected. Life might seem harder or darker than maybe you thought it might be in the world that we're living in now. But God keeps working through the ordinary parts of our lives to proclaim His extraordinary. I was reminded of that by one of our members this week, Lenan Maguki, who's been in contact with uh, some folks that you may remember. Tomas and Miriam Chukamil. They are missionaries in the Ukraine. They visited us here at Faith Lutheran some years ago. And as they continue to shine the light of Christ's love into the darkness of a community experiencing and bombarded literally with bombs and war, they continue to serve Christ and proclaim His love. The truth of the gospel. That even now, God can bring peace in their hearts and into this world. Hannah, their daughter, has begun to participate in a, a program originally part of a Save a Life International to save the lives of the unborn and operate life centers to help mothers and children in, in pregnancies. Now in Ukraine, they have expanded that, expanded that mission to help internally displaced women and children. And so they're making candles. This is a candle that Hannah made. A reminder of faithful witness to the light of Christ in a dark world around them, even when they're doing homework in the halls to not attract light in their apartment for attacks or bombings. Sharing the light of Christ in the midst of darkness is a purpose that God gives you God gives me, God gives Hannah, yet still today. What seems impossible to us is possible for God. We keep announcing the salvation that it has come and that it brings peace. And we trust God in the ordinary parts of our lives to do the extraordinary and transform lives. God is doing this yet still today with His patient plan with a purpose. Jesus does this. Like Mary, full of grace, that word favor is also the same word in Greek that we get the word grace. It is not reckoned to her because she was so good that God would do this. It was pronounced upon her by God's word that she would receive His grace. 
And it is pronounced upon us that this Yahweh who saves gives us His grace. And that we can experience that great miracle of belief through receiving God's patient love of truth, His plan fulfilled, and His purpose for us to lead others to this great gift. We have found favor by His grace. May we share this gift like Hannah, like Mary, in our humble estates. God will do the extraordinary and transform our lives. We too are overshadowed by His presence. And may we too say like Mary, today, and respond to the Lord, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Be it to me according to Your Word. Amen.